Okay. So here are the rails. <laughs> and here is our show. Completely off. Completely gone today. What in the world? Derailed. <laughs> Yay, you're here. Welcome to the CK and GK podcast. Let's get going. It's Tuesday. Tuesday. We're so glad you're here. Welcome to CK and GK. Today we are going to talk about NASA's moon program called Artemis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you are kind of a space nerd. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Guys, we're talking about like, this is how big of a nerd Jenny is. Ready? She threw a moon landing anniversary. Party. True story. <laughs> True story. And when I showed up at her house, she was dressed like, like it was 1969. They, like it was 1969. Right. It was amazing. I even made a jello and mold. And so was everyone else. Yeah, you did. Oh. Yeah, you. it was amazing. Yeah, the whole concept of the party was reenacting the moon landing on the 50th anniversary. So we all beautiful. sat around the TV and watched the uh, Walter Cronkite broadcast as if it was the first time we all watched it. It was, was pretty fun. cool. All right. Yeah. So speaking of space, um, with me today is Caitlin. We could call her the Andromeda Galaxy because she's out of this world. Hey, that like the TV show. Remember? We've yes, 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 yes. And I did research I on it after it. you brought it up because I was like, wait, I don't know what this is. And then I found out what it was. Yeah. Wasn't it Tom Selleck as a dad? I don't know if I did. I was didn't that do that voice? much research. Oh, I think he was the voice of the dad. I think it was Tom Selleck. Anyway, you are my opalescent tree shark. <laughs> my dear sweet friend, Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. Is that like a compliment? Tree shark? <laughs> mm, Leslie Nope only means things to be compliments. Right. Yes. So yes, it's a compliment. Yes. Okay. So um, I want to really quick give a shout out to a couple of uh, indie shows that are showing us some pretty hardcore love and I'm, I'm really here for it. So there's a show called 30 dirty and dying um and i love their instagram account (laughs) they're just really they're really funny um and they show us a whole lot of love so check out um it's the number 30 dirty and dying all written out and i love it um on instagram yeah they're really fun and then the other one is twisted and uncorked um they featured our promo in their episode 106 the children of florida lee it's a cult I know, right? And I love how, like, our show gets interjected into a cult episode. I mean, (laughs) I have been in a cult. You've heard me talk about it on the show before. Oh, the cult of? Um, Natural Path Meditation Cult. Yeah, it was, they tried to recruit you. Yeah, like, I I did stop when I realized it was a cult, and I was able to get out. But it did involve Mm. me sitting in the dark across from the person that they called, quote-unquote, the master for about an hour yeah, no. while he sent me messages with his brain. The whole time I'm wondering, <laughs> am I going to get out of here alive? Right. Oh, he's sending me a message. The message is, get out right now. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta go. 
So that's going to be a great episode that we're featured in. I haven't listened to the whole thing. I just started it. So I'm excited to get through the rest of it. Um, and we're going to have a Twisted and Uncorked promo in this episode as well. So stay tuned for that. Right. So um, it's been a while since we sat down and talked. So let's catch up. It's time for circle time. Mm. Everyone sit on the rug, crisscross applesauce, and we'll share some stories. Um, the it. first one I am going to tell you is kind of gross, but also amazing. So at my school, we really pride ourselves on intellectual curiosity, this idea that like it's okay to just ask questions and learn about something just for the sake of learning. And every morning we start the day with a 25-minute conversation that we call campfire. And sometimes it's a formal presentation. Sometimes it's a question that we just all want to talk about together. But this week, we had a visit from Dr. Jenna Moore, who is the curator of annelids at the Leibniz Institute for the Analysis of Biodiversity and Change in Hamburg. Yes, I did just read her title off a piece of paper because there's no way I would remember it. Also, I don't think I understand half the words that you just said. Say that one more time. <laughs> no, what I'm going to tell you instead is she is a worm scientist. Okay, that's better because the ADHD in me was like, I'm listening, but also not processing and help. Okay, so no. she's a worm she's scientist. She's a worm scientist and she travels all over the world scuba diving and turning over rocks and digging in sand to find worms. I would never choose to learn about worms, but now I'm so intrigued and I'm so interested. You know, there's like 14,000 species of named worms, but there's so many more that we don't even know what we don't know. They feed themselves in such interesting ways. One we learned about makes a mucus net and like catches. Yeah. And then it swallows the net. Um, there's one that's called spaghetti worm that has these little tentacles that come up. It, It was just, it was a, Fabulous presentation. And I will leave you with this. She showed us a worm that was nine feet long. Sick. No, no, no. That's so gross. I'm just I like I'm going back to my like middle school um, worm dissection. Right, right, right. right. right? And how like smelly that was and all of the uh, and now I'm just like I'm, I have like a giant nine foot earthworm in my head right now and I know that's not what it is but oh my <laughs> sick so my current <laughs> obsession right now is worms <laughs> not even the worm scientists but the worms right, right, right. themselves that's your okay. sound bite for the episode gross <laughs> obsession right now is worms nailed it okay well, mine's not gross. So, <laughs> so uh, I already win because mine's not right, gross. Because mine's not gross. Look at our new stickers. <gasps> Aren't they so cute? Yay! We have new stickers. Oh, my stickers. gosh. They're new and they're so precious. They have our updated logo on them. They're circles. They're just super precious. And they're not, like, really big. You know what I mean? Um, so anyway, I'm obsessed. I love them. And, um, I sent some to your house, so they <gasps> should be arriving there today. I'm so excited. Yay. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. So next is my favorite part of the show. Yep. It's the gem of the week. And this is your chance to either laugh alongside me or laugh at me. Um, today I think that this is humorous to everyone. 
but particularly those like our family that have multicultural families. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Abby, my 11 year old was telling me that during her sewing class one day, they were debating the best tacos. Okay. And I naturally thought that they were talking about like where the best tacos are from. Yeah. But they were actually talking about like, what is the best filling for a taco? Yeah. That's where my mind went. Is okay, what's the best well, filling? Okay. And I asked her and I was like, well, what is your favorite taco? What is the best taco? And she says, Yom Kippur. <laughs> what? Okay. Yom Kippur is the day of atonement and it's a fasting day right. <laughs> in the Jewish faith. And I just looked at her and I was like, what? She goes, well, it sounds like that. I said, oh, Al Pastor? <laughs> Can you even imagine? Her teacher was probably like, what? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, what? This conversation they're having in class. Right. Oh, my gosh. Yom Kippur tacos. Stop it right now. Miss Abigail. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, um. Al Pastor is what she meant, which is like a roast pork. Right. But, um, yeah. Oh, there we go. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, um, I, I don't know how else to launch into this story because it's so random. I work um, with a small marketing firm, and there's not a ton of employees, but many of the employees, the majority of us, are former educators. Ah. And... Um, all of us, with the exception of my managing partner, are women. Mm. The people who identify as women. Um, you told us about this when you were talking about your manicure one time. Yes. Now, I have to say, this man is a gem of a human, right? Like, I work for a gem of a human. I work with gems of humans. Like, they're just amazing people. And I'm very lucky that I landed in this spot. My <laughs> and my boss has daughters and is married to a woman who works with other women, um, helping them in times of crisis. Sometimes on our Slack channel, the conversation or just in when we're having meetings, the conversation turns towards inevitably women things like, you know, like fingernails and hair and things that, you know, stereotypical women conversations might be about. Being members of the Senate and sitting on the Supreme Court, you know, the typical right. female things. Right. Being on the Artemis crew, all of those things. Yes. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so at one point, um, something happened and the conversation turned towards menstruation, which is a word that I really hate. But um, at some point it turned towards that. And it was like this, you know, it was like somebody's not feeling good or whatever. And my boss chimes in with, I'm good to talk periods, guys. Like, don't worry about me. Like, <laughs> But like, not sarcastically. Like, he's like, no, it's fine. Like, we like, I don't care. Like, it's fine. And I was just like, I need more humans like this. Like, right. more, more men like this in the world. It's a fourth of my life. So let's just go ahead and get it out there. Right. Like, this is why women would make a better serial killers because we know how to get blood out of clothing. Right. So like, it's <laughs> like let's be clear right this is a real thing so but it was just really really like it was hysterical I laughed about it for a solid five minutes like I'm oh, good talk period guys but it was but it was also just like so refreshing it just made me happy he's a gem of a human so that's my gem of the week that's awesome yeah that's so great yeah all right y'all like Caitlin said we've got a promo coming up for our friends at twisted and uncorked and we'll be right back yep 
All right. Y'all know CK and GK love to support fellow indie podcasts. So here's another show you might really love. Hello, Twisted Humans. Do you find yourself wanting to know more about the latest murder, conspiracy, cult, or haunting? Then this is the podcast for you. In 1952, there was a record high of UFOs reported. 1,500 sightings. There has been evidence of human sacrifice, devil worship, and it is haunted by more spirits than can be counted. A family of two adults and two kids reportedly saw a giant flying thing with glowing red eyes. And meanwhile, the family's nanny that helped Veronica to care for her and Lucian's children was found bludgeoned to death in the basement of their family home. I'm Alicia. And I'm Sierra. And this is Twisted Twisted and Uncorked. Thanks for listening to our friends. Back to the show. Okay, so, like you said, I love space, but particularly I like space history, and I really like the Apollo program. Yes. How many times have you watched Apollo 13? Oh my gosh, I actually just watched it last weekend. I think Sam was little, so I think we left before your space party really, like, moon landing party, not space party, moon landing party, really got, like, later into the evening, but did you put it on at the end of that? No, we had the documentary running on the upstairs uh, TV. That's right. So if people like needed a quiet space, there was a spot up there. That's but, right. I um, remember that. By the end of the evening, adults were in the moon bounce. That's <laughs> where that went. <laughs> yes. Amazing. Amazing. And my friend's sweet, sweet at that point, I think she was a third grader, was like, can we cut into the jello mold? Oh, oh. Like, yeah you want to eat this sure. right yeah you don't even need to slice it just get a spoon Did you are the only person right, exactly. who wants to eat this <laughs> i am not an expert okay i am not a nasa scientist i am not a historian i am just someone who thinks that space travel is really interesting so this is like baseline knowledge here yeah okay and it might be wrong I mean, how many times have I been wrong on this show? Fact adjacent. Yes, yes, yes. Fact adjacent. Yes. Okay, so I said that this was five things that you need to know about Artemis. Yes. So the first one is that the name has a special meaning. Okay. Okay. So Artemis was the Greek goddess of the moon. Yes, she was. Okay, she's also the twin sister of Apollo. Mm-hmm. Yep. So the Apollo program sent a bunch of guys to the moon. Mm-hmm. Now in Artemis, we're going to see also men, okay, but women on the moon. Yay! Also, okay. I'm thinking of Roman history where, or Roman mythology where her name is um, Diana. That's what, yes. that's where my mind, and, but they kept Apollo's name the same, right? Because, like, apparently he gets to keep his name, right? Hey, it's totally fine. Why do you think I picked Diana for mm, Abigail? Hey. I mean, obviously, I wanted to name her after Princess Di. Right, I was going to say. But when I found out that she was also the goddess of the moon, I was done. I was like, check. Right. This is a perfect name. Right. Okay, so during the Apollo program, NASA sent 12 men to walk on the moon, 24 actually entered its orbit. Okay. okay. Um, now, in the Artemis program, another name that's special is the spacecraft is called Orion. Ooh, like the constellation? 
like the constellation. Okay. okay. It's one of the most recognizable constellations in the sky. If you've seen Men in Black, you know that the galaxy is on Orion's belt. If you've seen Men in Black. <laughs> Stop. Oh, Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones told me about space, guys. I know all that there is to know. Okay. We're good. Thanks. Okay. Spoiler alert. It was actually the cat, not the Spoiler, constellation. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, but I I feel like I could spoil a movie that came out in the year starting with a one. <laughs> Here come the men in black. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so. <laughs> but Orion was the hunting partner of Artemis. Nice. Right? Is it also so is a cat? Cool? I mean, round. <laughs> Galaxy Defenders. Yeah. Oh, God. Was so lucky. Somewhere no, my sister is like, the idea you that can you do are better. still singing the song. Such a good song. He was so good in 1998. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. All right. So, second fact: mm-hmm. it has been in the works for almost two decades. Oh, really? I didn't know that. See, that's it. Yeah. In 2005, the NASA Authorization Act kicked off what we call the Constellation Program. And it had three parts, Earth, Moon, Mars. The Earth portion was sustaining the International Space Station, Mm -hmm. which technically isn't on Earth, but orbits Earth, (laughs) right? Just in case you were like thinking that I'm stupid and I don't know that the space station is not part of our planet. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. The moon portion of Constellation was um, intended to be a permanent launching, launching point for us to be able to land on an asteroid and then eventually Mars. Oh. Okay. But in 2010, 2011, the program was canceled because of budget concerns. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, interestingly enough, the Orion spacecraft was actually developed for the Constellation program. Oh. So they're just repurposing. But NASA, don't worry. They have done some updates. So your astronauts are safe. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> You're not using a 20,000-year-old spacecraft. Oh, no. Oh. This was built in 2005. Technology hasn't really changed since then, right? It's mm, fine. Not even a little bit. Just blow the dust off. It'll be fine. Right. As she taps her Apple Watch. like <laughs> Right. Right. Okay. First fact was the name has a special meaning. Yes. Your second fact was that it's been in the works for almost two decades. Your third fact is that its goals are very lofty, but also exciting. Oh, okay. Okay. So the ultimate goal of the Artemis program is to build a permanent station on the moon. (gasps) What? That we can then use for human travel to Mars. What? Okay. So there's a lot of research and development that still needs to happen throughout the program. But Artemis 1 already displayed a lot of success for us. Artemis 1 was unmanned, but it holds the record for the farthest traveling spacecraft designed for humans. Oh, really? Yes. And it contained what they called moonikins, which are mannequins going to the moon. (laughs) Yes. I am here for a cheesy name. I love it. Moonikins. Munikins. And these Munikins wore the same space suits Stop. that the Artemis 2 and 3 astronauts will wear. And so they were able to test like what kind of things um, those astronauts are going to feel or what's going to happen. Um, okay. How are they going to test what they're going to feel? 
Because they're moonkins and they can't feel things. Uh, no, more like conditions in the cabin. Things oh. like that. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like their feelings. <laughs> I was like, um, are we like... At this point, the moonkin is feeling... Yeah. <laughs> right. Or yeah, um, she's feeling depressed. Can we just get her yeah. like a piece of chocolate or something? She'll be okay in a yeah. little while. Yeah. Okay. Um. So Artemis 1 had uh, made the record for farthest traveling made for human spacecraft. Before that was Apollo 13. Because you remember, in order for them to get home safely, they had to slingshot around the dark side of the moon, and they kind of went further out into space and came back in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, Artemis 1 actually traveled into the gravitational uh, pole of the moon, Okay. then back out of it into deep space. <gasps> what? Yeah. So it went beyond the moon's gravitational pole. That's got to be pretty strong, like, engines on that thing to be able to yes. push itself out. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. Okay. All right. So the next one is a little punny, but it's her story in the making. Her story. Yes. yes. Okay. So the Artemis II crew includes the first woman in the vicinity of the moon. Oh, my goodness. Her name is Christina Hammock Coke. K-O-C-H. K-O-C-H. Coke? Coke. We're going to go Coke. And she is making her second flight into space on the Artemis II mission. Cool. Um, she was a flight engineer on the space station um, in Expedition 59, 60, and 61. And she set a record for the longest single space flight by a woman by being in space for 328 days. Oh my goodness. And she was in the first all female spacewalks. Cool. This woman okay. is a baddie for sure. Right. She is a baddie to call back to another episode. Mm-hmm. Now, NASA has also committed that during the Artemis missions, the ones that land on the moon, a woman and a person of color will walk on the moon. Yay. Uh, way to go. That's amazing. Okay, so other people that are making history with Artemis um, are Victor Glover, who's the first person of color to be on a lunar mission, and Jeremy Hansen, who's the first Canadian. Yay! A. Okay, and this leads me to my fifth Artemis point. It is not just an American program. The Artemis program is led by NASA, but there's three partner agencies, the European Space Agency, the Japan Aerospace Exploration Agency, and the Canadian Space Agency. We might have a while to go for world peace, but it looks like we might have found moon peace. Moon peace. Yay. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, also, I'm seeing the abbreviation for the Japan Aerospace Exploration Agency, and JAXA is cool looking. Like, right? that looks super cool. I could see that looking amazing on some logos, right? Yeah. JAXA. Very cool. Well, that's really all interesting stuff. Thank you so much for teaching me all that because I had no idea. Like, my knowledge of space travel is from Apollo 13 and watching The Martian on repeat, which is also, if you haven't watched The Martian, <laughs> it's so good. Have you seen that movie? Um, I also have watched Marvin the Martian cartoons, so I kind of feel like I have <laughs> okay, more space knowledge no. than the average bear. <laughs> okay, Yogi, that's not what we're talking about here. <laughs> the Martian with um with Matt Damon, that movie. Yes. It's so good. What about what about the one that had um Tim Allen Galaxy Quest? 
Oh, I was like, that's Buzz Lightyear. You. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> On a secret mission to uncharted space. Let's go. Yeah. I'm off to that's fight the Toy evil Story. It's not actually about space. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's about being in someone's car and backyard. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, um, the Artemis program is really interesting. We're going to watch it unfold over the next few years. Someone's going to be on the moon pretty soon. Super cool. So exciting for them and for us as we get to watch and learn about it. I love it. All right. So congrats to those who've been named to the group. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't even know what to say. Just make good choices. <laughs> Maybe something like if we want to learn more, we can uh, put some links to some information about where you can go to read up and and get even more space facts yeah there's lots of space facts so um, many space facts that could be the name of this episode so, so. many space facts <laughs> nasa has a really cool website jpl the jet propulsion laboratory which is part of nasa also has a really great website there's lots of teaching tools on there mm. not just like campy classroom lessons but things for people who are just interested in space travel um, one of my favorite things um, in the NASA like catalog is the Voyager spacecrafts. Oh, okay. Um, and Voyager was a pair of probes sent out with the intention of leaving the solar system. Whoa. And they traveled throughout our solar system and sent back really great pictures But because the intent was for them to live on outside of our solar system, Carl Sagan put what he called the golden records on each one. And this was an LP kind of style album that had sounds from Earth, music from Earth, greetings in 55 world languages, and images that could be used as a map as to where our solar system was. In relation to different pulsars in the galaxy. Super, super cool. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, there's lots to go learn about then. So you're saying make good choices. I'm going to say go on a secret mission to uncharted space. Let's go. Bye. Bye. Hey friends, thanks for listening to the CKNGK podcast. Find us at CKNGK podcast on Instagram and Twitter and rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Good Pods, or anywhere else that you pod. See you next time.